Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast, and a day of comical errors with recording. We're excited to be chatting with Fiona Renee today. I know what you did last summer. I, I mean, I literally don't know what you did over the summer. Well, if it's like everybody else, but we're here to talk about this. We did nothing. Yes. Now, we're talking about this brand new project for Fiona, but she's done so many other things uh, but I, I've been excited. I've been a fan for a very long time, and I'm excited that we finally were able to get you on the show. Fiona, welcome. It's it's great to have you here today. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Um, I'm stoked. We've we've almost released all the episodes, and I hope people are loving it. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, it's it's we joke about this. It's funny though. Like, what if they did come out with this? I know what you did last summer. And like for 10 episodes, it was everybody just in lockdown <laughs> doing absolutely nothing. It's basically us on Zoom all the time. Yeah. Well, that could be a creative way. Maybe we could yeah. come up with something. But this is really cool because obviously I'm certain you're familiar. This was a huge movie genre thing. And there were, I think, three films that were a part of this. And then oh yeah, this I'll, came I along. Know. I always know. I still know. Yeah, it's great. And uh, you and the cast have just done a fantastic job. And it's always fun when projects get brought back to life, but you sort of make it your own. If people haven't seen it, Fiona, can you just let your our listeners and viewers in on sort of how you fit into the storyline? I mean, it's essentially the same thing, but you've changed things. I wouldn't even consider it a reboot. It's definitely... I think it's totally different Brett. yeah for i sure. think that you know there are some people millennials my age that kind of had this expectation that it was going to be you know hook killer all over again and a and um you know not to disappoint but it really is a fresh new take on uh the basic outline which is a group of teenagers on graduation night uh do something horrible and someone finds out and it comes back to haunt them so, you know, that's the only premise that really is translatable from one uh, generation to another generation, even from the books from the 70s of Lois Duncan. I mean, it really is um, completely for its time. So our story is about, like I said, a group of teens who on graduation night make a big mistake. Someone maybe dies and uh, someone maybe saw. And so it comes back to haunt them the summer later. Um, and I play Lila Calais, the police chief of the island. We're set in Hawaii. Um, and, you know, I'm looking for that killer. Yes. And a great job that you do. It's it's funny because I remember when this came out, the original, I think it was right around when Scream had come out. And there was sort of all these studios competing to tell these kind of psycho thriller type stories and really were punching above their weight class in a good way 
as far as taking on the genre bending thrillers, you know, sort of like who done it. And these guys at the time did such a great job with telling these stories. Uh, I believe Jennifer Love Hewitt, there was just a whole cast of that, yeah. you know, mid nineties to early two thousands kind of, which is well, like the best time for film. Yeah. The Brat my... Pack. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the, the newer Brat Pack, they called everybody, but I mean, you do a fantastic job in this and everybody else does. And it's a lot of fun when you found out about the project, you obviously had seen the others before, but what was your process to sort of make this your own as a storyteller and kind of come into this without really having, you know, some of the preconceived ideas of, okay, here we go again. You know, we're, we're taking something. This is definitely not a return to the well. This is again, like I mentioned, no. and you said it's very different and it's very fun. I love it. It's been a blast to watch. I mean, I really feel like one, we stepped away from uh, like early to late nineties tropes yeah. Um, but it's still even the feeling of Ben, it's this this feeling of uh, suspense, thrill, murder, but also like sexy, flirtatious, young. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a lightness to it. Our writers really threw in that like little splash of comedy here and there. And I think nowadays you see um, when it's done well, and I hope we, we do that well, a little dash of comedy mixed in with murder can always kind of be really fun. Um, but personally, when I started reading the script, I mean, I I tried to take the the film and the book series completely out of my mind. I tried to personalize the character and the story as much as I could um, to the area where we shot Hawaii and my my specific personal background of coming from a small town, uh, being a young female trying to like rise in my ranks, be powerful, be strong. Um, defy what the stereotype is for me as a woman. So I feel like I tried to bring all of that to the story. Um, and I, I think, you know, all the cast members did a very similar thing. Uh, they brought their personal essence to each character. And we really tried to like experience the state of Hawaii and really bring that to the story too. So it feels very different. It doesn't really, I mean, I saw um, the original, I know what you did last summer, like four times this year, just because like it's fun and Halloween yeah. was around the corner and it's completely different. It's like totally different. It's ours. It's for our time. Yes. And I think one of the challenges with these types of films and you alluded to this, I mean, it is fun and it's, it's sexy in a good way. It's not overly sexualized, you know, well. like the hot, well, okay. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to be professional here, <laughs> but you're laughing. So we'll just go with it. You know what I mean? That's, it's just kind of like, okay, we've got a murder. We've got the hot police chief. We've got all these hot teenagers and, but it's fun. You know what I'm saying? And it's not super stylized, which I enjoyed, but it's a lot of fun. And the fact when you take a story like this and you are sort of attempting to retell it, but in a different sort of way, like the Wonder Years as of recent or all these other shows that have come out, you know, it's good. I think maybe I, no, I'm thinking of Scream. I think MTV even took a stab at Scream at one point. They did. Brienne, and, the girl who plays Margot, she was in that as well. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. and that's my recognition of that. And I don't think it did super well. But then you know, now they're doing another Scream film and they've modernized that even a little bit. Even the new Dexter New Blood is not yes. the same. We've actually, we're doing press for that after this. So that's what's in my mind. 
So it's, it's very different. Yeah, I'm super stoked. I've had several casts on it. It's just so crazy. But I love this. This is great. You do a fantastic job, as I mentioned. And it seems to have been received well by audiences. I think they like it. You know, like it seems... I'm assuming positive responses for you as a cast too. I'm certain. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've, I've definitely got a flood of DMS on my Instagram oh, I'm with sure. like, <laughs> you know, questions, Lila, what are you doing here? Um, but I think in general, you know, the genre, I think people in all over, whether we're millennials or Gen Z are kind of hungry for this, um, uh, scary, but suspenseful, um, sexy kind of feeling all the time where we're excited, we're thrilled, we're, we're on the edge of our seat, we're surprised. And I, you know, especially because of COVID, there was a lot of like mundane moments in our lives over the past year where we're really having to find joy and like cleaning the house, washing dishes and taking care of our animals. So I think any kind of show that's coming out right now that really has that suspenseful feel, even with, you know, we're not trying to um, say that drugs and sex are okay. You know, that even though that's no. in the show, a lot, a lot of it is the fact that like what happens when you explore these things and it may be exciting for a minute, but then is that excitement worth it? So I feel like there's a lot of like edge of your seat, what's going to happen kind of feeling that I, I don't know, I personally need a lot of after the past year. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I think that's what makes it just fun and entertaining overall. It's a lot of fun. And again, when you come at projects that you're going to retell or reboot or continue, you know, say the Cobra Kai series, which does really well, and just all of these other things, movies in the past, I know a few years ago they redid Flatliners, which was okay. Um, So, but this is great. Fantastic. I'll tell you what. Before I got cast in this, I think I had my own jaded perspective of like, oh, well, Hollywood isn't telling news stories. And it's hard. Why are they? It's hard. But a life lesson that I've recently learned is to really like let go of some external expectations um, and to have a little bit more of like, I'm I'm willing to receive new things. And if I have a judgment, that might be me projecting some shit, you know? So once I got cast in this, I really like dove into letting go of expectations. And I've just in general enjoyed a lot more content overall. So yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, when you're doing this and you're talking to cast about things and you consume content professionally, you have to really just let that go because otherwise you will wind up having these preconceived notions and really going Oh my God. But but when this came out that you were redoing this or taking this on, I was very excited because it's been so long since the last time that we had this story told. What was it that interested you in becoming a storyteller, Fiona? Like what was the thing, the magnet that drew you in to pursue this wild career of being an actor? I love that question, Brett. I was an only child. I'm an only child growing up. We moved around a lot. And I think spending a lot of time alone, I created stories, you know, for myself. Um, And in the second grade, I was in my first play. 
And I, because I moved around so much and I had a very small family, it was just me and my mom and dad, I didn't have a large community because we consistently kept moving. So when I got into doing theater, even in like second grade, I felt this sense of camaraderie and community. And we all had this part to play on something that was much bigger than ourselves. And it made me fall in love. It made me feel comfortable. It made me feel like I, I was seen. And so I think that stuck with me over the years. And of course, you know, people get sucked into this idea of I want someone to know me and I want people to think I'm great or um, I want to make money, you know, but that's really aside. The, the biggest portion for me was that it made me feel connected um, and it continues to do so. I think the castmates and even like the directors and script supervisors, like everyone behind the scenes becomes such a intricate part of your day to day life. You're spending so many hours with them that if you feel supported. Yeah, I, I think that's an all very common story for people who become actors or, you know, there's the, <laughs> I, it's like, well, I, and it's great. I love it because, I mean, that's why I do a podcast, I think, because I love talking to people, but also to connect with this side of life that's so different than what I would be familiar with even, but Really, I, I think once you get into it and you start moving along and doing all of these things and you do start getting the recognition and the financial thing, too, that follows, it's it's got to be great validation. But I think pursuing it just for the, the craft and wanting to be creative, I, I, that has to what drives it you. It has to drive you. Otherwise, you you'll let, burn out. Yeah. And it becomes so stressful. I mean, I get super scared about body dysmorphia when I see myself on camera, when people have opinions of things. It's art is so subjective, just like everything else that, you know, someone's not going to like the color blue and someone's going to love the color blue and you can't take it personally. So I feel like the minute that you go into the zone of trying to create story for more than the connection and sharing and finding truth, what's for yourself, like. You're, you're screwing yourself over and it becomes really tragic to be honest i can feel myself kind of like whoa no 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 yeah so i, I can imagine sure. yeah that that has to be challenging and i think that's the part that maybe a lot of people don't get or understand necessarily because of the fact of that you know dealing with all of these things that are pressuring you as an actor you know and and just the sheer competitiveness of the industry and how things are sometimes mishandled or not handled correctly. And there's all of that. But then you've had a great amount of success and it just has to be fantastic. When I'm friends, very lucky. I'm very grateful. Yeah. When family sees you in these projects or friends, how does those conversations go? I'm sure it has to be fun, you know, when, when you're <laughs> hanging out with people and they, do they have input on, Storylines. Uh, my father, my father always has input. Of course. Uh, he always has an opinion. And poor guy. I mean, he's seen the past couple of jobs I've done. There's been a, a sexual or really romantic element. And so my friends are like, your poor dad has to watch this. Um, but he, you know, he always calls me and he always has like, well, I could really tell that you were being honest in that moment. No, there were this moment that I felt like maybe you were uh, a little bit nervous or um, and, you know, at first, I think, especially when someone's feeling insecure, like, I'm like, don't tell me this stuff. I'm just going <laughs> to think more about it. But over the years, I've grown to really enjoy it because it makes me feel like he's a part of it. 
um, I really can't wait to like bring him to an award show one day. Like that's my excitement really. Um, and I had a whole bunch of like old high school buddies that like I used to party with back in the day, shoot me messages and like, Hey, were you in my AP English class? <laughs> so I think that's kind of cool. Again, like community and bringing in connections and making people feel like, oh my gosh, like I knew that person and now that person's doing this. There's like a six degree separation thing that you, everyone just wants to feel connected. So, you know, I don't, I don't take it as seriously as I used to, or I'm like, well, what do you think? And what do you think? And do you think this, like now it's kind of, you know, cool. I love it. Tell me what you think. I may or may not care. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the mindset that you have to have with projects. Anything that you do is you know, just go, okay, this is inside my jurisdiction. This is outside of my jurisdiction. I can do the best that I can do as a performer. I can do. And that's right. it. And really, at the end of the day, people it's art, will say, right? yeah. yeah. And there are people that are going to really like Monet and there are people who are going to be like, that's boring or Pollock. They're like, that. a three-year-old could do that. And they have a lot of judgment. And there's someone else that's super moved by it. And I think that it's always so worth it when you have one person, some 14 year old from um, Israel message you on Instagram and say, hey, I haven't seen someone that looks like me or I haven't seen a woman act so powerful or I haven't seen this. And like, I really just loved it. And you just made my whole weekend for the people that do get impacted or do appreciate it. It it really just I mean, it just opens my heart up really big. Uh, and it feels really good. So that's a positive for sure. Yeah. How fun it must be to just think about the fact what you're doing is just impacting millions and millions of people and that you can hear from Don't them. make me cry, Brett. Don't make me cry. <laughs> okay. One last question here. Best advice that you've been given in your life, in your career, that has sustained you and kept you moving, whether it be as an actor or just an, a human being really overall and kept you kind of going and keeps the fire stoked in your life? Um, oh gosh, the best guy. I could talk about this all day. Um, I don't know if anyone's given me this advice. I'm sure I've heard it in multiple, uh, different ways over the years, but the only thing that's really like, you know, one thing that's stuck with me uh, through and through is that everything we go through as humans is change. And for me, change is like a tiny little death. And I've gone through some bigger deaths in my life. And I have to remember that everything is going to change. So when it's bad, it's okay. And when it's good, it's okay. And I have to forgive myself, forgive the moment and keep moving um, and not become stagnant in a particular feeling. Because if sometimes it feels like the world is literally going to end. I'm never going to book another role again. Uh, I, I don't have a partner. I My cat is sick. And it feels like this feeling literally will never end. And it's the same when I feel like I'm on top of the world and my show's coming out and we're at the premiere and I just got a good check in the bank. Um, it's all going to keep eventually ending. So if I can just find a little bit of peace in all of the moments and not go too extreme, um, it helps me stay grounded. It helps me stay stable. Um, and that's for a lot of actors out there, you know, not just, uh, you know, regular us, but people that are trying to make it in this really hard, difficult industry where you're consistently getting rejected 
um, and you consistently feel like you're going up and down, uh, maintaining some kind of peace and calm amongst all the extreme is like so necessary for me. That was a very long-winded response. No, that's great. Best advice, (laughs) I think. And we have been chatting with the amazingly talented Fiona Renee. Please watch I Know What You Did Last Summer. It's available to watch and to stream. Fiona, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Rock and roll. Thank you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.